0: Welcome, welcome to the Non-Negotiables podcast with me, your host Tom. And uh, today's podcast, this well, this I'll quickly tell you about our pod, my podcast. It's a podcast all about Arsenal, all about the Gooners, everything to do with the Gooners. news, feedback after the games, analysis, everything that we like to see about the Arsenal game. And um, I'll always put one out before a game and just after a game for my own little reactions. This is a this is a podcast that I've wanted to do for. A while just so I can have a, I've just got something to talk into. I don't need to talk to somebody, I've got a bucket that I need to talk into. And all my Arsenal goodness has to go into this delicious red bucket. So, it's the 11th of, Saturday the 11th of July, it's it's actually a bit late, it's half past ten at the moment. And tomorrow is the day, Is the day of reckoning, it's the biggest day of the season. It's Spurs away, Spurs away, Spurs away. I want to get straight into this podcast. I want to get straight into it because Arsenal are in an upward trajectory. We are in an upward trajectory. We've played a few good games recently. we won four on the bounce. Matteo Gendouzi-less Arsenal have won four games on the bounce. And then we sort of got thrown back down to reality with a one-all draw against Leicester when we were absolutely shagged by the referees and their decisions. <laughs> and a little bit of Enketia's youthful exuberance really shagged us up the batty, up the BH. Shagged us up the BH. Um, so I wanted to start off by... Um, citing the North London derby from last year at the Emirates Stadium where we went one up after a Jan Vertonghen uh, calamity at the back. Clownery from Jan Vertonghen, who later did get sent off in the same game, giving away a handball just for a bad man to score the penalty. And then Harry Kane to inevitably score a dodgy penalty. He d- he is a great penalty taker, but he is annoying because he does score. I think he scored about 10 goals against us in all in, in the league, which is terribly uh, irritating then Eric Dier shushed the crowd um, and then had a dig at Ramsey only for Ramsey to come back help out Aubameyang to score a curled amazing equaliser and then also Lacazette big game Lacazette he always performs in the big games, and he also scored against Spurs earlier this season, so he does know the back of, know it was way to the back of the net against this horrible, horrible team. And then we capped it off with Torreira's absolutely stunning goal, mugging off Eric Dye in the process, who, in, unfortunately for him, was a deflection on Lacazette's effort and also got run off quite easily for Torreira's goal. So... I'm glad to see that he's not playing. After he bundled his way into the crowd, hopping over, hopping over the chairs in, a, in an incredibly embarrassing way, because he's a bit of a, a bumbling oaf, wandering up to the crowd, giving it large to another fan because he um, said something about his brother or something. who's probably equally as much of a of a t- of a tosspot as as he is. So. He's banned, which is unfortunately really because he's absolute shite, and could have been could have been quite handy to have around in the in the opposing team because he is clumsy. So, which just leads me on to um, Arteta's press conference where he he said that he had huge respect for Mourinho, which i i, uh, I don't i don't see as uh, as as warranted because he is a knob, <laughs> and, and his team is 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 he's inherited a, a terrible team, and he is building a terrible team, and he he is and he is adding well i say adding he's contributing to the de- decline of a team who have just come out of the back of their golden era with all their golden players at their prime ages, be it Deli Alley, Harry Kane, Eriksen, Vertonghen yeah, and yeah and Toby at the back, you know, and then they had Carl Walker. These were the, the Tottenham's best years and they failed to to find a trophy or or achieve any sort of greatness, whereas in the same time period of of Arsenal's very steep decline, um, and managed to pick up three Delicious FA Cups, which is which is fantastic. So I want to quickly say that Arteta paid lots of respect to Mourinho, but I think that was just lip service because he. I think he knows. And by the way, Arteta looks at the camera, looks at other people. I know he's got that steely glare. So when he looks at Mourinho, you think is he want? Does he is he undressing him or is he just undressing him t- to kill? I think he definitely stares at people with those eyes in a sort of a, a murderous sort of. A tactical way, as in like he's he's figuring out what they're thinking, and and he certainly has a lot of venom in those eyes, which is fantastic. And of course, he knows what it is like to play. I believe he played in in, in probably the five twos. I, I assume the ones with Santi. I think he probably would have play, played in those games, and certainly would know the 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 venom, the the intensity of the of the North London derby and the hatred between these two teams, because. There is a lot of hatred there, and um, and it is, it's always the game of the year. It's always the best fixture in the league every year. All the the Merseyside derby is terrible. The Mank derby is not very good either, and um, yeah, it's always it's always the best. It's always the best. I wanted to focus early on on Tottenham's decline, player by player. Um, I wanted to quickly go through their team and their their possible lineup and sort of give my give my two cents on each one of those players. So I think Loris is. A shadow, a shell of his former self, and uh, it all sort of started once he um, he cocked up and broke his arm against Brighton early in the season, even before that in the world Cup when he he got lucky that world, that France smashed that world Cup But he he somehow um, spursified his world Cup and looked like, uh, like a, bit a, a bit of a bit 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 a bit of a bit of a clown uh, Gazaniga and uh, and Michel Vaughm as well. I think it would be. <sighs> I think people are underestimating the wonder of a second choice or even possibly better a third choice goalkeeper sort of get forgotten about they don't get spoken about a lot the fact that Michel Vaughan is probably earning upwards of 30, 35, 40k probably earning 20 grand a week after tax uh, so you know 70 plus k at least surely per per month for doing absolutely sod all just coming in the training, having a little mess around with the chaps. Go and use their gym. Go and use their facilities. Go and use all the technology they got. Go and have a little muck about on the pitch. You know, go and talk to Harry Kane and see see what Dele Alli's doing that day. Oh yeah, as he going Delhi. you know, pro- he's probably having an absolute scream. Who gives a shit if you cock up in the Carling Cup? No one cares. He, you don't care. The manager doesn't care because you're back in the bench. But you've got a front row ticket to see in that shite, and it is paying dividends. So fair play to all those all those third choice goalies out there. The best job in the world, I'd say. Best job in the world. Bless up, Mac, uh, Matt Macy. Um Defensively, uh, they've been absolutely shocking. Uh, their game against Bournemouth, when they failed to register a shot against the Bournemouth team, who that's never happened. Well, it five years ago, that happened when someone didn't register a shot on target against Bournemouth absolutely terrible I couldn't believe my ears when I had that stat um, Yeah, Vertonghen he's past it really he's past it he's a bit of, bit of a klutz wouldn't look too out of shape in our team to be fair because he's a bit of a clown as well uh, Toby Alderweireld I don't think he wants I don't think he wants a piece Back to uh, just talking about Yabatongan, I heard a story about Harry Kane being the captain of Tottenham, taking it upon himself to uh, try and save his damsel in distress, Christian Eriksen, because apparently Yabatongan slung one up Eriksen's missus, uh, she <laughs> popped one up there, He that, it was going around the squad that Jan gonna pop one up, Ericsson's misses, and Harry Kane goes and goes to deal with it physically, and uh, he gets done over by Vatonga because he's a big old lump. But um, maybe it's because Ericsson's a very has a very small personality, it seems, and he was sort of quivering like a shitting like a shitting dog, and um, and maybe maybe his wife prefers someone with a bit of a bigger personality, maybe with a couple of personalities hanging underneath that initial. Initial uh, personality, but maybe she prefers a bit of a tougher, a tougher bloke, a bit of a, a bit of a harder bloke. Who knows if uh, if she needed to be satisfied by somebody else on the team. Anyway, so Yavatongen, as I said, obviously knows how to use his fists and his and his other personality down down um, below the belt. And Adevar would is, is not long for this for this world. I don't believe in terms of football mm-hmm. and the wing backs as well. And when they used to have trips. Walker, Danny Rose, and someone else, maybe even Ben Davis. You think, oh yeah, yes, that's the way Pottinger used to do it with the wing backs. But Aurier, Ben Davis, can't, uh, can't walk, Peters isn't even there anymore. And Tanganga, you know, their uh, their defensive options at fullback, especially, uh, have 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 wallowed in recent years. Uh, midfield. Harry Winks I mean Harry Winks he is very tidy on the ball but certainly certainly um gives it large when when he he shouldn't really be giving it large I think there are limits to his game and he is a bit of a luxury player he certainly isn't as proactive as as someone of his you know I guess someone he would admire someone like Xavi from Barcelona but I don't think he's anywhere he would never be able to lace his his small boots. Um, I think Harry Winks is a bit overrated. He plays in a pleasant way, but he can't. He can't take a game by the scruff of the neck, and or somewhat like a Gendouzi did at the return fixture earlier in the season. But um, Gendouzi is not with us at the moment, and he will probably leave. And he will probably leave, and I, I would. I would happily. I wouldn't drive him. I don't know how far I would. I probably drive him. Actually, no, I wouldn't. I've got other things to do. But Gendouzi um, probably will be used in a swap deal, or it will be sold for, for 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 good profit. I mean, we bought him for eight million, and uh, I think him him and his person need to need to go away. And his attitude is uh, smells. His attitude is not particularly good. Um, moving on to their most underused, underappreciated footballer in in Spurs. History probably is on I was quite sad when he went to Tottenham because I thought he could have been very handy in our midfield of sort of a modern day fit footballer coming from Leon. A good football education there uh, probably comes to Tottenham with Mourinho and gets uh, gets served uh, a cold uh, lunch of of mediocrity, um, squashed dreams, and um, underutilisation and going from Leon which is a very sweet beautiful place and everyone plays beautiful football very technical there to either you're not playing or you're too shit so you ain't playing or when you're on I'm going to tell you your shit and and fuck off and and go away says says Mourinho to to Tangy who potentially could be a very 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 handy midfielder and 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 Spurs are letting someone slip through their fingers which they they shouldn't really but they've only got little baby hands um Sissoko, I think, is sort of like the Juggernaut from X Men that can run and run and run until he gets that nosebleed, and when he gets the nosebleed of being in the opponent's penalty box, he he shits himself and and he can't finish for love nor money. Hope Touchwood he doesn't do that tomorrow though, because that would be yeah, that would be, and in the return fixture, actually no, this was last year. There was the save that I think it was from Sissoko, but then I made this incredible reaction save in the first half. I think Eriksson came through and nearly scored, and then. He yeah, I think it was so had the rebound and he very nearly scored, but Burn Leno um, saved it like a like a very very agile cat. And then the other it was Celso who's another one, as well as Gelson, I think who's both on loan for God knows how many years, um, and with an option to buy at the end. But I think Loselso was a good player. Betty's good at PSG, but as fair as uh, flattered to deceive at Spurs and and, um, who's the other one, um, Gelson, (laughs) he was that forgettable, I almost forgot him, and and then of course, you've got uh, Oliver Skip, and, uh, Oliver Skip might be on the bench, I'm Skippy, but, um, he, he's living a dream, he's living the Michelle Vaughan dream, he is, he's loving life, then up front, you've got Dangerous Son, I'll admit, he's dangerous, he's very sneaky, um, and 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 Lucas, who hasn't scored in 2020, so you bet your ass he'll score against us. And Harry Kane, who always scores against us, so we're probably going to at least a one or two nil deficit in in my mind. So hopefully, I can work my own magic and that can be eradicated. But it probably won't be. And then also there is Troy Parrott, and and Troy Parrott, um, you know, um, surprise surprise, Jose Mourinho doesn't particularly like like parrots either. But on 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 um. On Kane, I think I was going to say something about Harry Kane. Yeah. Typically, of course, in the season where it looks like Spurs will be playing Arsenal without their two best players, Kane, and and Son, and also Erickson's pissed off to Italy to play in that silly silly team, Inter Milan, the All Star team of all the rejects, um. Of course, a global pandemic happens, which enables him to actually come back from injury and come back from military service. And he looked like an absolute idiot in his uniform as well. And no, of course, he was the best there. Oh, he's the best. Son's been great with flying colours. Of course he is, because the Koreans love him and they have to love him anyway, but I don't buy it. So I think now on a a steep decline, Tottenham, and I think with the corona business and the way that they're moving to their new stadium and the way that their American football... um, Dependent, well, not dependent, uh, not dependent on it but they've got that as a as a uh, an income a stream of revenue that they were counting on but that's obviously gone out the window been thrown out the window like not unlike a quarterback throwing an american football to a wide receiver just as tottenham's um, money is being thrown out of the proverbial window as well um they they they're staring down the barrel of a lot of lost money, and and if they are, on that, are taking that budgeting loan, then that's just mad. So I think they uh, with, the, with the squad overhaul that is needed, the possibility of losing Kane, but is he only over go two hundred million? No, I don't think so, because his legs and his injury rate is is rapidly, is rapidly well his injury rate of injuries is rapidly increasing, and his goals are slightly declining as well. I mean, Bam has got more goals than him this season than last season, so. He's twenty-seven now. He should be into his prime, but he's not the hurricane of a few years few years ago, is he? He's not doing as well as possible, and he's not doing brilliantly anyway. So, I think that him Delhi Alley as well. I was at the game. Uh, I took my dad on his birthday when we actually lost to him at the Emirates Stadium. This uh, was it. This season, I think it was this season, where um, Delhi Ali got hit with a with a water bottle, and uh, well done that man who threw it. Um, that was hilarious. Um, so I think Tottenham's decline in, in, in relation to COVID nineteen is is uh, is mad. Do you know what I mean? They they are declining. COVID is is contributing in a negative way to them, and I think that they'll really feel the uh, feel the hit of it in in the months to come. Which would be ideal if they could, if they could shoot down the table and we could shoot up the table with our hungry young um visionary manager Mikel Arteta who uh, who has the full backing of me and this podcast as well um I'm after Tottenham's decline i wanted to go over my oh there is a player of the month for june this season sorry uh, this month uh, the players up for player of the player of the month are Bakayo Saka who i'm incredibly pleased uh, has signed a new deal Uh, I believe that we should be building a team around him and that would be absolutely fantastic because he is a generational talent and he's going to be in the England squad for the next year's um, Euros, I believe. And he he is single-handedly lifting this Arsenal team with one of his hands and the other one he's signing the contract to keep him here for, for a long time. So he's up for player of the month for June Kieran Tierney, who also is fantastic, and really is showing those leadership qualities, and is showing that that he is is here, he's on the boat, he apparently is helping his neighbours who are very old get their shopping, which you know is is nice to hear, and then also Xhaka and Pepe, Xhaka um has been uh, faultless, touch wood, he hasn't jacketed, he hasn't put. He hasn't completely cocked it in any time during these games. He's actually been very, very good, and I don't think he's lost a game. I don't think he's lost a game under Arteta, but he's been very promising. And, and Pepe has done has done well since the restart as well. So I think uh, my list would go: Saka would win it for me uh, to cap an amazing month for him for that little for that young man. Uh, Tierney second for me, then Saka, then Pepe. I think that would be my two cents on the Player of the Month, uh, Michael. Michael Oliver is the ref uh, for the North London derby. And refs hate Arsenal. Refs have an agenda against Arsenal, it seems. We are 20th in the disciplinary. They were, it was top of the worst. We have the worst disciplinary record um, in the league by a mile, apparently. I think it's about 80 of the silly points. Better off than the people below us. Uh, which is absolutely unbelievable to seeing that we are the most aggressive team you know the scariest team the hardest team we're not we're just a a a useless team when it comes to tackling and we channel our anger in silly ways and we're reckless and we're clumsy and we give away red cards and injuries and fouls all the time and but part of that is that they don't Hey, we get booked for silly things, we get booked for the first challenge, we get booked early on, whereas Bissouma and Jordan you in those separate games get to do whatever they want, and they get to kick us, and kick us, and foul, and do this, and break the rules, and they don't get they don't get done over because they're playing against Arsenal. Jordan Ayou scored a goal and got a man in a match and fouled, I think, eight different people, or eight, committed eight fouls and didn't get a sniff of a card and Basuma as well and I hate Basuma. there was that video of him laughing at us when we were at the Emirates and Brighton drew with us when we didn't get top 4 and he was just laughing and swinging his arms around in the centre circle swinging them near near Nacho Monreal and swaggering around laughing like an absolute anus and an absolute cock so I I don't like him and if he comes to Arsenal and snaps up our midfield then my my, my mind might be changed but for the moment he's an absolute bell end. so that's my thoughts on Basuma and the referees have a have a slight agenda against actually not even a slight one they have a massive agenda against Arsenal and I reckon they're all around going to the pub with all the refs or getting in the little changing room and they're all trying on their trying on their little ref suits saying oh you know you know what uh, who's got Arsenal who's got Arsenal this weekend have you got Arsenal here's a do you know what I'm going to give out look so many fucking reds red for you yellow for you fail fail. Other team, who are they playing? Who are they playing? Oh, they're playing that team. Oh, I'm not going to give them anything. I'm not going to give them any cards. I'm going to give all the fouls against Arsenal. I'm going to give silly decisions. Who's got VAR? Who's on VAR for the Arsenal game? you, make, Dean. No, it's not. Is it you, matey? No, no, no. It's it's uh, it's Martin Atkinson. Oh, Martin, Martin Atkinson. <laughs> you've got the VAR. Go. You got the lucky job. To, <laughs> you've got the lucky job, haven't you? You can just, <laughs> you can just go and give them absolutely anything. Oh, did it touch Josep Perez's boot on Tuesday night? No, did it? Fuck. No, of course it didn't. <laughs> it looked as if it did a little bit. Oh no, no, no. Was was Vardy offside? No. What what angle are you going to show? I'm just going to show the angle which shows that he's onside. That's, I might just show one of the angles where it shows him he's offside just to take the piss, but, you know. Eddie, was that a red card? Um, sorry, um, was that a red card? It probably it, it probably was a red card, but the refs were probably surrounding like vultures around a little boy or a dying mouse saying, ooh, ooh of course it's a fucking red. Let's watch it a thousand times to make it even look even worse. The refs absolutely hate Arsenal when it's a jerk, it's a juketh. Um Tottenham unbeaten in the last four games, oh sorry, for the last five games at their place, which is a little bit annoying. Um also they we they've lot they've dropped forty two points from winning positions against us, so hopefully that happens again. That's what I predict anyway. Uh, speaking of my predictions, I'm gonna go with my predictions and I'm gonna say we're going to play a three four three like last time. Uh, Leicester and hopefully the same intensity will be provided by the boys. I'm going Emmy Martinez in goal. I'm going to back three, same again. Kola, Kalasinak, sorry, Louise and Mustafi at the back three. Tierney, um, wing back on the left wing back. I make, I've got the Niles uh, to deal with Sun's threat on the right, right, right wing back. And I've got uh, Big Boy Xhaka and Danny Sabayos. In the middle, and then I've got Saka on the left wing. Alba through the middle. I've got Pepe come back in. Hopefully, he'll be able to score a goal. Then suck his thumb or put the ball under his shirt to make it look like he's a uh, pregnant as a celebration of scoring his third goal of the game, which would be absolutely top. Um, quick word on Danny Ceballos. Would I keep him? I probably would keep him if it, if the if the money was right. If it if it was a one a one year extension to his loan, I think I'd be happy with that. Um, or if they did offer him to be paid for twenty-five to thirty million, I think that'd be quite a good deal to do because he ain't gonna get a sniff at you at Real Madrid because he wants to. Uh, wants to. It's a. That's why he could be good in this um, North London derby. I think he was injured for the previous one this season, but Anisabios has got that bit of attitude. He's got that character stem. He's got that string to his bow where he might call out someone. He might have a dig at someone. Might be in Spanish. He might do a dive and then have a go at someone and be a bit pussy. But then again, he might tell you he wants to like beat you up, uh, beat you up and shag your misses. Like he said with Zidane, I think he said he just wanted to shag his mum or shag his missus or shag, put sling one up one of them. He wanted to sling his... He wanted to sling one up his wife or his mother. Uh, Zidane's mother or, or his wife. I don't know. I should actually Google Zidane's mother's wife no, um, sorry, Zidane's wife let's quickly have a have a look at Zidane's wife Zidane's wife let's have a little look Veronique Zidane she she's okay she's alright yeah, she's they've been at each other for a long, long time After twenty years, yeah, she's a good-looking woman. She's a good-looking woman. I can't, uh, I can't deny that. Why would I want to deny that? But no, fair play to him. Fair play. Well, he is in the Dean's Den. So that's my team prediction. Obviously, Uh, Enkettia is is out. Callum Chambers is out. Probably getting a a new haircut. Um, So hopefully we'll see him back because hopefully Chambers and Holding can really you know butt their ideas up because they're very much periphery figures at the peripheral figures at the moment. Obviously one of them more so, but Rob Holding really is, is 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 on the pot, but he's not shitting, which is unfortunate. Leno obviously won't be in because of his injury, but gladly it's not a year out, it's more weeks. Pablo Marie, again, it's a shame he's not in the, he's not in the team to see what he's like, offering his left foot and his height, and he is good looking, but he he's sort of a, a bit string beanie. Uh, Martinelli, who... It's going to be very good. We actually had a, I saw something saying that, would you prefer, or so would you sell Lacazette and then keep a first choice line at Saka at left wing, Bamiang through the middle, a Pepe on the right. Um, and then dep- deputising that front three would be the B team to the A team, if you know what I mean, with Martinelli on the left, uh, Ma- uh, N- uh, Enketià through the middle and Reese Nelson on the right wing. Uh, I would have... I would happily have that as, as sort of the interchangeable front 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 three. Even maybe when Aubameyang finally leaves, if he if honestly, if he leaves in one year or if he leaves in after three or four years, it could be Martinelli through the middle, Saka operating from the left, and Pepe operating from the right would be absolutely fantastic. Um. I'll move on. I've done my team prediction as well. Yeah. So what have we got now? So i think that's pretty much it and i've said what i've needed to say in just about half an hour which is quite good actually so i'll move on to a couple of little quizzes which is obviously questions where are you there you are so there's some other questions here that i found on online um If you could sell one player this summer and buy one this summer, who would it be? Interesting. If I could buy one player, I mean Thomas Partey has come up quite a lot. I think he is a good, good player and, and fits what we need to have. Um, Upper Makano, I think, would be also a fantastic signing for us if he did come through. It, any of the signings, Mukiele is quite a good player at Leipzig, but uh, and striker wise, oh, I don't really know. I mean wonder if Mbappe Mance, is coming to us, I and mean, he probably would laugh at me, laugh in my face if I asked him. Given the amount of chances he gets versus the goal he scores, is Lacazette good enough or should we be m- looking to make a change? I think we definitely should be looking to cash in as much money as possible. Lacazette's future is Vardy Tackle, and Mustafi not a red, didn't I? That's a lot of very badly punctuated questioning, that is. Does Sabayos block away to the first team for smith Row next season? Interesting, interesting... Question: Really, I think Smith Rowe. I you spoke his name wrong there. I think Smith Rowe is is definitely a squad rotation player, and maybe another year out on loan could be quite good. Possibly to another Premier League team, maybe to one of the guys who, among the teams that come up. Ozil doesn't fit Tati's plan and did not impress two managers before him as well. Well, he's just he's in friends for decay. He doesn't give a shit, mate. Bottom line with Ozil is he's living the absolute high life. He's got his missus there. He's got a little kid or kid on the way. Lives in London. Plays his games. And just probably got a lovely house, and just wants to chill out and 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 do fuck all. Really, it's, he doesn't care about Arsenal? He he just doesn't care. He's a quality player, just doesn't care. Um, We're not going to pay his wages if we pay him off. Then then that's just accepting that he's won. Did Vard do everything his power to screw us over in this game? Yes, it did. We've had offsides in the call in similar positions to Vardy's goal and similar tackles to Winchetti has done to us, and nothing given. Where is the consistency? Um, it's it's fucking it's. Um, <laughs> No, we don't believe in consistency, especially when it comes to Arsenal. Me and the other refs, we, we, f- we fucking love the fact that we wind up fans about it, especially Arsenal fans. We fucking hate the Arsenal fans. They're the worst, and uh, and yes, we, we don't, we wouldn't be looking at when Vardy kicked Mustafi in the face, and we wouldn't dream of of of, we wouldn't dream of of booking him or sending him off or or just looking at it. We just let it go because that uh, we hate Arsenal. That's the refs point of view, I believe. Do you think we need to buy a technically gifted midfield to help us control games better? Fabregas and Lakers all make a big difference. Buy Frankie de Jong, I say. Or or mould Gendouzi into as, as much. Um, Frankie Gendouzi or Frankie de, Gen, de Gendouzi we can do, really, because he'd be the best player for us to take, to be honest, in, in our Teta system. Arteta appears to be making us competitive again. Where do you think he can take this team next season? Is top four realistic? I think it is. I think top four is definitely realistic as long as he doesn't have fucking clowns getting sent off every other fucking game. Do you think we won more match if I was playing as a striker not on the wing? As I personally think it's crazy having him out there. It's insane of a the waste of ability also preventing Saka from playing his natural position at left wing. I mean, let's let's do it for the next game and see what happens. Let's see what happens, mate, shall we? Unbelievable with the news of Juve being potentially interested in... Oh, they said this on another podcast. If you're going to take anybody, I don't know, you'd want maybe Artur, but they've only just got him. Give us Dybala. Actually, no, don't give us Dybala. Give us Douglas Costa. Oh, I don't know. I'm joking. I wouldn't really want any of those players a bit too old. I'll be looking in different shops, if you know what I mean. Have you guys noticed that we... Have we... Have we, noticed, have we more high... high in, have you guys noticed that we are a more high-intensity pressing team and work on transitions? I think it's the biggest change we've seen with Arsenal's then versus Emery's. I think we have been a lot better with the pressing, and it's, it's, uh I said before, to myself, or in my own living room, in the house that I own, I, I, I just want us to cut teams open like we did against Leicester as opposed to getting lucky ones here and there. <laughs> Excuse me. Which scenario fills you with more dread? than North London Derby will be our favourites to win, or one where we're not expected to have no chance of winning. Going into it favourites, really. A bit more expectation. I'd rather just go in there. At least we'd go in there bounding on an injustice rather than bounding on, on electric, um, buoyant confidence, because otherwise we'd be probably walking into the lion's den, where the lion's den is a toilet bowl full of old footballers with an old shitty manager who's... Um, in the corner, sitting down, leant back, complaining about everybody and uh, berating the young people. Yeah, it seems to be a pattern where we play when the first half and struggle to control games at second and the start of the next half. I think you're bang on that. We need to we need to come out rearing to go. We don't really come out like Liverpool do, like out of the traps, you know, fully with the tails up and tails on. Uh, Tactical fouls should be a real change. Leicester made 15 fouls last night and didn't receive a single yellow card. That's interesting. Essentially a foul free a free foul. That's interesting. If we had committed 15 fouls, I think somehow we would have, would have got 16 red, 16 yellow cards. So that's hilarious. Do you think we should try and take the emotion out of the derby and just look at it? Is it another game? No. Is absolutely impossible? That's, abs- that's a stupid question. Stupid question. Just... Uh uh, although Saka scored won and assisted one in the last two games I don't think right ring suits him very well shouldn't we play Pepe instead of right ring just just give that bloke an award for stating the bleeding obvious how does VAR work is there a cat at Stockley Park if it was a cat probably have a better, a, it'd probably be better than the refs oh! I'm, I'm going all the way to Stockley Park just to fuck over the Arsenal players do you want to come with us and have a little look and then we can have a little look at each other's tops uh, where, the, where the tops off Gary Neville wants to refer to M- Mustafi and Dev Luiz as uncoachable since Arteta has been in. Uh, Teddy's been, uh, uh, mustaffy has been in great form, and Luiz City has been decent to okay. Does Neville's comment highlight the potential toxic nature of TV punditry? Interesting question. I think he was right at that stage, um, but they just he well uncoachable. It's proved to be wrong, but you know we all thought it at the time because they are absolute rubbish. Is Tierney our best left back? seeing Ashley Cole Cole with the potential to be better? Uh, obviously, much less of a see next Thursday. I think he definitely has potential to be amazing. I think he is one of the best ever. Would you be overly disappointed with the first choice of the top three next season with Saka and or Pepe with there as well? I said earlier, I was a big fan of that, but I think Aubameyang needs to stay because if you um, combine the amount of money that we would need to replace him, and but you actually keep him and just pay him, I think that would probably be the more um, suitable to siege. Um, no, Balogun won't be anywhere near the first team. Plus, he doesn't, doesn't really want to be here anymore. He wants to go and get first team football. Put him out on loan, put a buyback clause in there, please. Don't be an absolute silly boy. With swaps potentially being referred to, preferred method to transfers. Who would your ideal swap be from a list of clubs mentioned? Juve, Atletico, Inter Milan, Barcelona. Barcelona, you would take Frankie De Jong all day. Inter Milan, I'll probably take Letaro Martinez um or maybe Nico Barella, um Atletico Madrid party boy probably Tommy Thomas Partey and Juve have already said that they're they're wheelchair bound so I think we need younger younger players and then the last question I'll go for let's have a little spin the wheel Emmy has been great since he stepped in. Assured, calm, world-class distribution. Proper number one material. What's up with the little river dance he does before kicking a ball? Haven't seen it, mate. Haven't seen it. We'll finish with a different, better question. Holding, what's going on there? Doesn't I answer to rate him. I don't think he he likes him in a three or a two or a four. He doesn't like him, I don't think. I think he may be our best centre-back, always playing well and doesn't do Mustafi and Slash-Louise-like errors. Afraid he will be sold. I think your... I think your worries um are quite quite prevalent and I think he he is very good but he dunny is rated whatsoever by Arteta but he's come back from a very bad injury. Ginduzi for Zabayos straight swap. Real Madrid wouldn't take him. David don't need him. They got better. They got an Ernesto Valverde. I'd probably rather have him. Really. Okay, that's that's a rubbish question. Who are you picking for the front three for for the enemy? Would we'll be keen to see Pepe, Saka, and Bamang starting on Sunday. Well, I would too, mate. I would too. I'm gonna finish it there, guys. Hopefully, this one is more successful than the first go that I did. But this has been. Uh, my, name, my name's Tom. This has been the Non Negotiables podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. And I really hope that the Arsenal win on Sunday, at half past four. I'll be watching and I'll be doing a a review or a feedback or an analysis. I'll be doing a, a reaction podcast after the game. where I'm, I'll probably do it straight away, actually, because I'll probably be at my most jubilant/most slash upset. But I'll do it anyway. Cool. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.